You ever wonder if there's more to life? Why are we here? What are we doing? Where do we find the substance that we need? We need to look no further than Jesus that is the bread of life. We need to look no further than a piece of the bread. Hi, I'm Christian, and in this podcast, me and Austin are going to sit down and learn what it means to live like Christians in this world, how to share Jesus with others, and how to reflect the author and perfecter of our faith. Throughout this podcast, we want to learn how we can share Jesus with others and how we can live a life according to you. This is a Piece of the Bread podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of A Piece of the Bread Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and today I am joined by a special guest here in Austin. How are you? Doing great, Christian. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. It's been a quick minute since I've done a regular episode of A Piece of the Bread, I guess I should say. Um, I've been really busy with a lot of things and have been kind of just kind of just working on um, various things, you know, the life of a minister, I guess you should say. But anyway, I'm going to figure out what I'm saying here. <laughs> so we're doing a uh, series now on who am I? I'm talking about identity in today's world and how sometimes we get that a little um, construed and we don't really know uh, what our identity is and, and we're putting our identity in things that don't really matter. So I guess to start off the question, I'm going to ask you a very existential question. How do I'm ready. you view <laughs> How do you view your identity? Man, I mean that's just I feel like that's a constant struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom always said when uh she dropped us off for school like in grade school, something her or grandma would tell her which is uh remember who you are and whose you are and the answer is just you're a Christian and you're like, you know, you belong to God, you know? Right. Um and, uh, you know, as we grow older and, you know, you got to start worrying about career and, um, like, am I making enough money to provide for my family? You know, that's, that's one thing that I worry about sometimes, you know, sometimes you're, I feel my identity just getting caught up in, uh, you know, my occupation. That's one thing. Um, but who I am. I see myself as a follower of Jesus, just trying his best, you know? Yeah, that's all you can say, right? Yeah, that's such a, <clears throat> I think that's such an ex- existential question, like I said, you know, or existential, I guess I should say. I don't know, I'm trying to use big words today. But uh, <laughs> um, it's a hard, it's sometimes a tough question, because I remember, you know, my dad kind of told me the same thing when I would leave, um, like, remember whose you are. And he'd always, you know, say that, like, remember your gods and type of thing, and and he even said that when I took this new job, when I went to college, you know, anything I went to or anything mm-hmm. I did, uh, he reiterated that fact and kind of said, you know, you need to remember who you are because that's important. But I think sometimes we get so lost in today's world when it comes to um, things that we're doing, things that we're struggling with, that we start to put our identity and try to find it in different things that yeah. are unhealthy and just cause division. Um, and I, there's a character in the Bible that's always fascinated me a lot, and, and his name is Jonah, and you've probably heard of it. Uh, but he, uh, why, he, why he fascinates me so much was not so much that he was called to go preach to a great city. Yeah, 
you know, that's <clears throat> an important thing. But um, I'm teaching the team class on Jonah, uh, and we're, we're calling it Understanding Jonah. And right now we're looking at the part where they asked Jonah, the pagan sailors, you know, the ship is going. And I'm going to go ahead and read this a little bit because it's kind of profound to me how he answers them. So then they said to him, tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation and where do you come from? What is your country and of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the Lord God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. And then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, what is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. And why I pick that verse out of that whole first chapter is the sailors are freaking out, right? You know, it's storming. They don't know what to do. They, so they asked Jonah, who actually paid a fare to run away from God. That's a whole nother lesson in and of itself. But uh, they ask him, they're like, all right, who are you? You know, um, who are you as a person? Um, like, who, where you come from? You know, really deep existential questions. And he answers, you know, I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord. Um, and, but, and, I, and I feel like when he says that, he uses it more than just, he uses it for the wrong reasons, I think, in this in this section. Because they say, who are you? It's kind of bragging, right? He's like, I'm a Hebrew, you know, look at me, I'm hot mm. stuff, right? And I've always kind of wondered <clears throat> if we do that sometimes as Christians, because I look at it, a lot of things we struggle with when it comes to um, just disagreeing with people. And um, sometimes we tend to like want to use our identity in Christ as a weapon, and, and that's not how it's supposed to be, but... Um, what are your thoughts on that? I guess we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. start with that question and kind of build on that a little bit. Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> like to just touch on uh, using our identity as a Christian as a weapon, I definitely have like seen it happen and been tempted myself, you know, like to feel like and claim that I have like the moral high ground, you know, <laughs> that like, you know, I was born this way, I was raised this way, this is the right way to do this, you know? And, like, even as Christians, um, we tie our identity in with our denomination, you know? And um, everyone else is just on the wrong path, and <laughs> this is the only right one. And, um, you know, why why use our faith as a weapon to fellow Christians, you know? Yeah. No, that's a good point, and I've seen that happen way too many times, and I think, um, yes, our identity in Christ, first and foremost, I want to preface this before we go any further, our identity in Christ is our most important identity. You know, it supersedes our identity as a human, it supersedes our identity as, as a, in your case, as a new husband, right? Like, yeah. that, 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 that's tough to grasp. I guess my question, and we'll use that a little bit, you know, as many of you know, Austin just got married um, not, not too long ago. Amen, right? Uh, and congratulations, and I hope you guys are doing great. But my question for you, and put you in the hot seat here, uh, is, is how, does it, how do you guys grasp as a couple that Christ is before your, your, even yourselves? Because that's, you know, a lot of people find their identity in a marriage, right? They find their identity right. in their partner. How do you guys mm -hmm. find your identity in Christ rather than each other? Uh, yeah, well, you can I mean, still find it in each other, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, but like like you kind of said, like a lot of couples will, you know, and single people, they're looking for someone who's going to fix them, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's easy, like, 
to let someone else do more of the work in the relationship. You know, it's hard to be 50-50. But I think it's just, uh, like, accepting the truth that, you know, we are both broken individuals, Mm -hmm. you know? We are coming together as both broken individuals. And, um, you know, neither of us is ever going to be perfect. Right. There's going to be yeah. a lot of things that we're not going to agree on. Um, you know, I think a lot of people won't go into a relationship expecting it to be like, oh, we just, what about this thing? Oh, yeah, we, we agree on that. Oh, what about this? We agree on that. You know, there was like a couple of times early on in our relationship where we like, you know, had an intense discussion about something and it was like kind of shocking at first, you know, you don't expect, you know, the, sure. you part the, the butterflies and right. the roses and <laughs> yeah, this thing right. and you're like, Wait, why is this so intense? Like, right. I thought it was—I thought love was supposed to be all butterflies <laughs> and roses, but yeah, at, at the base level of it, you know, like we—you know—we were born um, with just a fault on our spirit, you know, because of uh, the fall of man, and uh, you know, there's always going to be something that you guys find that <laughs> that's like. <laughs> not gonna not gonna be something that's just gonna buff out you know you're gonna right. really work on it and that that's where it comes to like okay we need god you know right yeah like and and, and i really feel for relationships where god is not the center of that you know because um you encounter that brokenness and it's just like well where do we go you know right exactly but like we come to that brokenness and we're like hey you know like pretty sure from god's perspective this isn't a big deal you know like (laughs) like uh he knows that like we're gonna be able to figure this out as long as we just uh keep our faith and trust in him together Mm. no that i appreciate that too and not to put you on the hot seat or anything but no i appreciate i appreciate that because um that's such a healthy way to view like a relationship and you know we're talking about identity and you know touch a little bit on on my situation you know i've always been and you know this i've always been a hopeless romantic let's be honest (laughs) people right no but like uh, (laughs) but like i don't find my identity i used to find my identity in my singleness and it's hard um i'm not saying that i'm a perfect hundred percent don't find my like singleness as my only identity every day but um i'm starting to learn that you know identity with jesus so much greater than our identity with anything um, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're going through something that's rough or not, that doesn't define you. And so that's that, that's why I think is it's important to look at, at identity, but also look at it as more than just it's you don't you don't just you don't just reach this identity in Jesus and stop growing. Like that doesn't happen, right? It's 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 a one yeah. step at a time type of thing, and <clears throat> that's why I think it's so important because when we look in Scripture. Um, about at all these different people who put their identity in other things. You know, David's a good example. He could have any um, woman he wanted, and he got Bathsheba, right? Because he put his identity in needing that woman, right? Right. He put his identity in that situation. And <clears throat> I think especially in today's society, we have a big problem with identity, you know, because yeah. we – and you can bring up any topic you want on that. Um, and people tend to want to put their identity in things that don't matter to God. Um, things that are like, obviously they matter to God, but they don't matter to God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's dangerous when we start to put anything 
um, as our identity other than other than Jesus. And I say right. that very tentatively because, of course, you know, we have our racial identities, we, you know, et cetera. We have those things, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we can still have those identities, but Christ needs to be above them all. Um, what's your yeah. thoughts on that, I guess I should say? Yeah, uh, having Christ above them all, man, that is so important, especially when you talk about, like, unity uh, as believers, you know? Um there's just the you know the world and and society and uh, the culture is giving you a million excuses to uh you know find a difference and pick a fight over it or um yeah play, place some issue on a pedestal uh and, and really just drive stakes between your relationships in the church um, I mean, Satan's really at work doing that type of stuff, you know. Oh, he is. Um, but you know, if if you, it's hard. But if you can, if you can encounter another believer, have a talk with them. You both disagree. You you know, you disagree on something, and it's tough. But you say, at the end of the day, you know, we both believe Jesus is Lord. Like, if you can do that, I feel like you can get through it. You, you can. Know? You can. Um, and I'm glad that you brought up unity because that's, you know, that's a big thing for me. I've always been, you know, a strong component of unity. And growing up, I, I saw, um, you know, because I, I was a preacher's kid. And so I saw a lot of the in politics of church. Um, yeah. And I saw a lot of the fighting and the, the really the rough things. And I'm not going to go into any details or anything, but I mm. think that a lot of those issues that they fight it o- that fight it over wow a lot of those issues that they fought over were really not important when you boil it down and i think a lot of the things we fight about in the church today or try to make salvation issues i guess you should mm-hmm. say are not salvation issues but we make them like a live or die type of thing because we find our identity in that yeah. belief um, and sometimes yeah. we put our identity in that belief Anyway, yeah, because we are broken, like, it's almost like we're looking for something to, like, mm-hmm. put our identity in other than Christ, you know? I mean, you see it, you see it with the larger cultures, like, yeah, we want all this incredible stuff that, like, Jesus had to offer, you know? Like, all this incredible, like, wisdom on how to live and how to treat your neighbor and all that. And, you know, you, you hear tons of people say, like, yeah, he's a good teacher or whatever, but, like... People want everything but the king, you know. Right. E- yeah. Even even in Jesus' time, like people people wanted to be like to have all the benefits of a uh, of a ruler and a king, but they don't want Jesus, you know. Yeah. Because you have to like give up something, and uh, usually that's just your ego and your pride in a, in a lot of situations. Yeah, the, I'm I'm glad you brought that up today. When I was you know riding bicycle, I had come across this this little like it was called the spiritual meeting place or something like that and mm-hmm. it's on the front the thing made me so comical where it said where you want spirituality but not religion and where you want spirituality but not um conviction and that phrase on that marquee outside of this house of worship or whatever I, i'm not even sure if you could well, I don't know. Anyway, it was a spiritual <laughs> house of worship, but it was really interesting to me because I thought about that the whole ride home when I was like riding my bike. I was like, what does that mean? Spirituality without conviction. And when I look mm-hmm. at that, I think that's so much what we are as a, 
um, as Christianity today. Like you said, yeah. we want we want Jesus because he was a great teacher, he was a great prophet, but we don't want to believe that he could do miracles, or we don't want to believe that you know maybe the conviction part is not as important because in mm-hmm. conviction you find identity. You know, if you're convicted about something, you kind of identify with that, right? Like if I'm, so if I'm an NFL player and I, I am convicted about practice, convicted about, you know, putting my all towards a sport, whatever sport you're in, doesn't have to be NFL, but like if I'm in any sport and put that conviction, I find my identity and how will I do in that sport, right? And I think, you know, it's dangerous when we do that. I'm just using it as an example, but that just kind of blew me away because I think that's our culture is we want to have that spirituality without that identity. If that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. Uh, they almost like turn it into a philosophy rather than like a religion. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, at some point I almost just feel bad, you know, it's like, you're so close, you know, you're this far away to like just proclaiming and accepting the fact that Jesus is Lord, you know, right. which is so incredible once you can get there and, uh, you know, have that yeah. uh, belief and faith and trust. It's like, it's very humbling. It is. But, it's very humbling. And, yeah. and I think the greatest thing that we have going for us as Christians is not that we're better than people. Cause my goodness, have you looked at a church anyway? Um, but you know, <laughs> like, we, we struggle with the same things that people struggle with. You know, we're not, we do not, we shouldn't put ourselves on pedestals. And, you know, I kind of use this example with, with Jonah when I brought him up because, you know, Jonah was trying to say, hey, I'm a, he- I'm a Hebrew, you know, I'm better than you. But it's kind of interesting because towards the end of this story, and I'm going to hop right in here again one second. Um, he said to them, pick me up and hurl me into the sea. The sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to the dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempest against them. And, you know, you read on, they eventually throw Jonah in. But what's interesting here is to see that character switch in Jonah. Is First, you know, I'm a Hebrew. Second, all right, I caused this. You know, he, he finds identity mm-hmm. in the mistake that he made. He's like, look, I am, I'm a sinner in this instance. So throw me overboard and it's going to stop. And what the the one part of that story that blows me away more than that is this little in verse 13 where it says the men rode hard because in those ancient ships during that day, they hugged the coastline uh, more than going out very far. And so that that storm wouldn't have been very far from the coastline. So they should have been able to row to safety and they were trying their best to because they didn't want to, you know, kill this innocent man. Right. They didn't want to throw this man overboard. They, you know. These guys, even though they're pagans, you know, um, they they weren't like they weren't bad people, you know. And yeah. I think I think that kind of blew me away because in verse sixteen it says, "Then they feared the Lord and offered a sacrifice to Him and made vows to the Lord." Like Jonah had an impact on these people mm-hmm. at the very start of everything, um, and that kind of blew me away because you see the identity switch not just in jonah but in the pagan sailors too and i think we're bad at that sometimes because you know we look at we look at people we look at um people that come into our church sometimes we're like i don't want your kind whoa you mm-hmm. know where where are we putting their identity in at that, that point you know that's my yeah 
yeah it, I, what's, that, what's that one quote it's like the church isn't uh oh yeah a the place church... for the yeah go, go ahead. ahead i actually don't know the first part. oh okay <laughs> uh the church isn't a museum for the saints it's a hospital for the sinners yeah right, yeah that's huge like it's so huge because then um you know once you once you can humble yourself and and just meditate on the fact like i'm a sinner you know right. and it's not like a you know i'm i'm so bad and just ruminating on that fact you know and and just like getting so down and depressed on yourself like <laughs> right i yeah. hear i hear a brent hansen uh on the podcast they do i don't know if you remember who brent hansen is but, yeah 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 uh he's he says like you know, guilt guilt is there to turn us back to the cross, and that's oh, it. Yeah. You know, like once once you're back, once you uh, you're looking at Jesus again, once you've repented, like there's no need for that guilt anymore. You know, it's it's served its purpose, and you can mm-hmm. dump it. But like, yeah, having having that humility and just saying, yeah, I'm a sinner. You know, like, uh, and just uh, you know, laying your pride and your ego by the wayside, like. And like, I feel like you're just so much more equipped to uh, actually love these these types of people who, you know, um, tradition or, or church culture or something would say like this is a worse sin than that one, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I think that that is, you know, it's that's such a hard concept for us because, you know, when we look at when we look at identifying and things, uh, you know, we do sometimes go a little far with that. You know, we do. Uh, and it's nothing to get depressed about. I love that. You know, guilt brings you back to the cross. And, you know, and I think that's a selling point. And I, I say selling point like we're selling it. But anyway, I think it's like an important point when we're sharing the gospel with people. And when yeah. we're living like, you know, how God wants us to live. Like when when we're sharing Jesus with people, we got to meet them where they're at. We got to understand that people will find their identity in a lot of things, but we need to allow people to know that they're, they can have an identity that's so much greater than those things. Yeah. That is so much more powerful. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and sometimes, you know, people are like, you know, like, um, like I, I, sometimes I like will feel guilty cause like, you know, maybe I'm in like a, a lull where like my reading or my prayer life is like not that great, you know, for a little while. And then like something happens or something's coming up and I'm like, I need like, I can't do this. Like I need some help. And then I go to pray just about that thing. Then yeah. I feel guilty. I'm like, do I, should I even pray? Because like, I'm obviously just going for selfish reasons, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I should have been like praying a while ago. Maybe I wouldn't be in this situation or whatever. But like, I think about the, uh, you know, the thief that hung on the cross mm. next to Jesus, you know, like, like just, you know, a thief, we don't know like a ton about him, but like he's on the cross, he's a criminal, like he was guilty, mm-hmm. unlike Jesus, but like he just says like, he just acknowledges that Jesus is Lord and, you know, humbles himself right there. Yeah. And, uh, and like that's the only person in the Bible that Jesus tells him like, you are going to like heaven. Right. You know, yeah. like I, that is so encouraging. That is encouraging. And I think, you know, that's a great example of identity right there, because here you have a thief who all his life, his identity was rooted in the fact that he was a thief, right? His identity was rooted that, you know, I steal things. I'm a thief. I'm a terrible person. And you see two examples of people putting their identity in things here, right? Because you have the guy on the other side of Jesus 
that's mocking Jesus, right? And doing all mm-hmm. these things and saying, wow, look at you. You're so great. You put your identity in being this, ha, 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 right? And then you have the other guy that is so humble and, and Christ says, hey, you're going to be with me in paradise. And that's amazing to me because Jesus did not see a thief. Jesus did not see that identity. Jesus saw his his son, right? Yeah. Jesus yeah. saw, you know, and I think that's how Jesus views so us as people. He doesn't see us as, oh, I got laid off last week or, oh, I um, I may have skipped out on some taxes or, you know, I'm using extreme examples, but like, like, <laughs> you know, God doesn't just see us as the, as the, as the lazy guy that doesn't do anything or the guy that works too hard, right? God sees us as a human being. God sees yeah. us as made in his image. And, and that's amazing to me. Um, and I'm so blessed that he does view us like that. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important on us for a daily to put our identity in Jesus. And that's why I wanted to start this, this, uh, this topic, because I'm seeing a lot in today's society that, especially when it comes to politics and anything under the sun, mm-hmm. like, especially when it comes to politics, like we are putting our identity in one side or the other and not putting our identity in Jesus. And that scares the living tar out of me, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, yeah, I don't know. And I, not, not saying that like a series of podcasts from a guy from Montana is going to fix that. But what I'm saying is like, if we start to change our mindset as yeah. to we're not, I don't, you know, and I always tell people when they ask me, you know, not trying to get into politics here, but when they're like, what's your political party? I'm like, I don't care, <laughs> you know, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have one or anything, but at the end of the day, God's in control. And at the end of the day, God knows what he's doing. And sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that because, you know, of course, God doesn't know what he's doing until he does what we want him to do. Right. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, have, it's, yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's just kind of like, um, you know, maybe a good answer to that, like, what, what do you think about this? Or like, what's your political stance on this? Like, right. It's just like, it doesn't matter, you know, or does it matter? And maybe ask them, you know, right. Does it's it matter? Like, right. You know, I, I hear people talk about and I've talked to some people about this, too. It's like we, we kind of like live in an age where like it, we're not really supposed to know about a lot of the things that are going on, you know, and like mm-hmm. in, in just um, our black and white you know political climate or social climate like if you hear about something maybe it's happening in a country on the other side of the world it's never going to affect you in the slightest but you hear about it it's on the news and now you have to form an opinion on it because someone's going to ask you about it like you know i just uh i don't think we were meant as humans to uh to do that to to just form such you know hard no opinions (laughs) on everything right and become so polar uh beings you know, we need to uh, we need to uh, be loved wherever we are. You know, yeah. not on one side of the aisle or the other. Right. You know? I, I I love that, and you know, it comes back to the the phrase that I always use on this show. You know, serve God, love others, and live your mission. That's a mm-hmm. three part. It's not hard. There's three steps there. Like mm-hmm. it, it is hard. Um, it's not going to be super. It's not going to be easy every day. But you know, it's all about you know we need to love God or serve God, love others and live your mission. And that's, that's so vital to us as, as Christians. And even to us, those of you who are not Christians, like I encourage you guys to just seek people out and talk to, talk to us. We're not scary people. Uh, you know, talk to, you know, and on the same side 
of the aisle, Christians stop acting like we're pretentious people, you know, and start living like Jesus would. Anyway, we're coming up on the 30-minute mark here, um, and I've really appreciated it, but um, I'm trying to keep it short so people won't listen to these. So, <laughs> But um, I appreciate you so much being on the show, Austin. And, Dude, um, always good yeah. to talk to you about this type of stuff. Heck always yeah, good to man. talk to you in general. But. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> good stuff, man. Uh, I'm Christian signing off. This has been a Piece of the Bread podcast, and I'm joined here with Austin, thanks for having me. (laughs) Serve God, love others, live your mission. This is a Piece of the Bread podcast.